This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 271st episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. As we're rounding out Thanksgiving week, I just want to take a moment to send a shout out to all my word players. I say this every year, but every year I mean it a little bit more. You guys are awesome. And I feel so incredibly blessed to get to share this writing life with you. You are not just incredibly smart, talented, thought-provoking authors. You're also some of the kindest, most generous, funniest, and generally coolest people on the planet. Thanks for letting me do what I do and for letting me walk even just a little bit of the writing road with you. Hope you enjoyed a wonderful Thanksgiving. The latest post in the video series on my blog is don't let this sloppy technique kill the tension in your story's climax. It points out one of the most egregious mistakes you can make in your story's climax and how to make sure readers never look away from your exciting finale. To find the post, visit my site at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoy this week's podcast entitled Want a Powerful Theme? Play Devil's Advocate. Here's the thing about a powerful theme. It's not black and white. It's not the moral of the story. It's not an answer. It's a question. And here's the thing about questions. They very often have more than one answer. Let's say you're writing a story that asks a simple little question like, is lying bad? That seems pretty black and white, yeah. But what about when the mafia hitman walks up to your door and asks if your debt-ridden old man is home? He's in the living room hiding under the coffee table, hyperventilating, but you look Mr. Hitman in the eye and swear up and down that dad moved to Cali. Was that down and dirty lie a bad thing? Truth isn't subjective, but our individual takes on it are, and its applicability in varying situations definitely is. As the Chinese proverb says, there are three truths. My truth, your truth, and the truth. If you're ever going to write a compelling theme, and by extension a compelling story, this is the one principle of storytelling you have to realize. You can't present readers with your truth straight up and expect them not to feel preached at, much less swallow it for themselves. Within some writing circles, theme has something of a bad name. Writers wrinkle their noses at the word as if it's kind of smelly. Theme is preachy. Theme is what Aesop's fables give us. Theme is about evangelizing readers to a specific viewpoint. And readers hate that. And yet, writers are told like I've been telling you these last few weeks, that a powerful theme is crucial to a successful story. So how does that work? The key, of course, is the word powerful. We only get a powerful theme when we understand that preaching actually weakens theme. Claiming a rock-solid viewpoint and screaming it in the reader's faces doesn't equal a powerful theme. Its very unmovableness is what weakens it. Theme isn't the brittle rock in the middle of the river. It's the water that keeps on moving, always searching. But then that sounds kind of wishy-washy, doesn't it? How do you present a solid theme without standing behind your moral viewpoint 100%? If your purpose of writing a novel is to convince readers of your truth, 
then you're probably working in the wrong medium. Better buy a podium or a pulpit or a blog. But if you're interested in sharing your truth and raising interesting questions about it, then you're in the right place. Theme is about exploration, but you can't explore unless you're willing to step out of the tour bus and visit some dark places. In other words, you have to be willing to look at the exact opposite of your theme's posited truth and explore it just as earnestly and honestly as if you believed it. For every point you raise to support the thematic premise you've chosen, you have to raise an equally honest and probing counterpoint. In Dramatica, Melanie Ann Phillips and Chris Huntley explain, both issue and counterpoint must be played against one another over the course of the story if the author is to make a case that one is better than the other. Favoritism has no place in a powerful theme because your readers will sniff it out in a second and instinctively discount your truth a little bit, both because you're obviously prejudiced in presenting it and because they don't appreciate your attempts to manipulate them. Robert McKee in Story hammers it home. In creating the dimensions of your thematic argument, take great care to build the power of both sides. Compose the scenes and sequences that contradict your final statement with as much truth and energy as those that reinforce it. If your story ends on the counter idea, such as crime pays because, then amplify the sequences that lead the audience to feel justice woe in out. If your story ends on the idea, such as justice triumphs because, then enhance the sequences expressing crime pays and pays big. In other words, do not slant your argument. Some stories will come to you, complete with a strong thematic idea. The whole story is about why lying is bad. Your passion about the truth is why you're writing the story in the first place. As a result, the idea that you have to explore why lying might not be so bad may turn your stomach. McKee again. As a story develops, you must willingly entertain opposite, even repugnant ideas. The finest writers have dialectical, flexible minds that easily shift points of view. They see the positive, the negative, and all shades of irony, seeking the truth of these views honestly and convincingly. This omniscience forces them to become even more creative, more imaginative, and more insightful. I like to say that if you're not writing scared, you're not realizing your story's full potential. And this is nowhere more true than of theme. Authors can't be complacent. If you're unwilling to explore the dark sides of the truths you profess to believe, then you may want to question how strongly you actually believe them. If a theme is true, then its truth will be able to stand stalwartly under even the strongest scrutiny. Even better, it will emerge all the stronger in both your own mind and that of your readers. Consider every possible objection even the most virulent readers might raise to your thematic premise. Every one of those objections needs to be raised by your characters. And not just the bad characters, but the protagonist himself. Take your protagonist down the dark side of your theme and see what you find. Be brutal. Be 
honest. You, your characters, and your readers will all emerge on the other side, having gained more than mere entertainment. For the rest of your lives, you'll all carry the things you learned about this powerful theme. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.